Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Fala Shade Anuzie. Nigerian music producer and songwriter Tony Ross, who was born in Benin City, has made a name for himself working with artists including Cynthia Morgan, P-Square, and Fino. Tony's skill as a music producer came to the fore with his work on Cynthia Morgan's I'm Taken and German Juice. I sat down with him at his home earlier in the year and we discussed his journey into music production, his collaboration process with Cynthia Morgan, music publishing, and more. Before I move on to the interview, I'd like to apologize for the quality of the audio. All right, welcome to the show, Tony. Yeah, thank you very much. So just to jump right into the interview, you were born in Edo State. Yeah. So can you talk a bit more about what it was like growing up in your family and just growing up in Edo State? Yeah, I was born in Edo State, family of three. I'm the eldest and the only boy raised by my mom. Um, lost my dad in 92. So that's it. Everybody in my house can sing. My mom's like superstar in church. I remember in the 90s, you know, we used to sing, all of us, you know, like before we sleep, we just sing, 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 you know, no food. The music kept you hung. Music kept you full. Yeah, a lot. Music has, the music is my life. Was it more of the musical scene in Edo or was your experience and being introduced to music in your house that made you decide to pursue music? I just, um, I wanted to be an engineer, but um, I just fell in love with music and music was just part of my life. I listened to um, um, Jay-Z, Tupac. He became my, my dad, literally, like the lyrics and everything. Because growing up in Benin, courtism and all the stuff, music kept me away from all that. And were there any Edo musicians that you liked growing up as a child? Yeah, there was a few. There was um, a few guys that was popping then in Benin. Nighthood, Cyrus the Virus. Apparently you were in a group called TD Blaze. Yeah, that that started in, um, in high school. My friend, uh, Davis Khan, and we, we, we had a couple of songs and videos out then yeah one of the videos is um rap game and ridiculous that was yeah rap game was this rap game that was everybody that that, that was in benin city they knew yeah yeah and then how did you now delve into music production i couldn't afford um studio time i remember one time i was working in a studio as a secretary and i worked for four months and i used the salary to um you know pay a producer so i I just wanted and that producer was race then you know race i had to just find a way so i started producing and from just working in the studio as a secretary it's in my hands i used to with my friends had uh, this cypher as rappers whenever they freestyle i'm the one always beating the table you know so i always had that in my head you know but i didn't know how to work the computer or the software so working in, in studio as a secretary you know gave me that insights in the morning i come as i'm mopping and cleaning I, i'm just oh i saw this guy did this like you know so i just self-taught i met cynthia in um benin she was part of the people i was producing for you know like that without charging a fee because i believed in her talent so she hit me up that she got a deal you know i knew it was time for me to move because because I, I felt like she she needed me even if she didn't say that you know so i had to move that's so cool like you know sometimes like as as the, you when you collaborate with someone so much you sometimes just know that there are certain things that are unsaid yeah as a music producer because you have a background as a i mean as an artist do you not tend to be more understanding when you work with artists because a lot of times you hear that you know a lot of times this this i guess the sentiment is that producers who started off as artists when they transition to music production they're able to be more understanding you get the vision more because you know you already have that background I think that's my edge because when i work with an artist i try to see their vision first and know what they want to do first you know i don't just impose my creativity on them you know so we meet halfway and, and that's that's why everybody everybody i work with i bring out the best 
from them because I, I really understand music. Moving on to some of the artists that you've worked with, like you talked about Cynthia, you've worked with P-Square, you've worked with Cyrus, Iblis. I want to stick to Cynthia because like you just alluded to, like she, you know, got the deal with Northside and she didn't have to tell you that, Tony, I need you here, but you just knew that she needed you here. What is it about Cynthia, especially with the creative chemistry that you have with her, what is it about her that makes you both work so well? Yeah, I think um, when I met her, she was like she was like nineteen or so, you know. So um, I saw so much potential. Even when, but then she didn't even know what she was doing. She was rapping. She would do a little patois. She would rap, you know. She would sing. She was just doing everything, you know. But she she was she wanted to do. She wanted it so bad. She was hungry. Like she had so much passion for it, you know. And her attitude, you know, like she was really a tomboy. Like I, I was just a swag, everything. You know, that was before the whole red hair and everything, you know. So I would say it's destiny. I don't know. Because um, first time I met her, somebody featured her and I was producer of that section. So as soon as she walked in with her laptop, jeans, with her boxers, you know, like tomboy and everything. I was like, hold on, let me see what she's going to do. So I just produced and she went to the booth and one take straight up. She killed it. One take, like without any, I was like, whoa. And from then we started working and I made a lot of songs for her and all that. So I, I think it's just destiny and that's my sister right there. Like we fought, we've had arguments and but you know, she's still my sister. Let's go on to some of her defining records so far. Uh, let's go on to I'm Taken. Yeah, because um, when she got signed, Jude wasn't really, he, he liked my beat. Before then I, I I produced some songs for her that may never come out. Like she featured Fino, she featured Ice Springs, you know, but Jude wanted something different you know so i'm taking i was just working on the beat i haven't i haven't that beat was not even completed because i was just working on it and she came to the studio and she was like this beat just export it like this i don't touch anything i'm like no i'm not even done with it. she said just export it like this straight and i i just did it and she just went in and i'm taking straight up like it just happened like and soon as she did it, i was like whoa this is actually crazy then she came back and you know some some part where she mumbled started putting in the, the lyric and when jude heard jude said this is the next single and that was i was like but the beat i've not this, leave it like this and i still went home and i corrected some things and brought it and I played they say no that first one you know and that that's just the song so till today if I hear I'm taking I'm still like no matter how many producers I interview I'm always going to ask did you know it was going to be a jam yeah yeah I, I knew the reaction from people in the studio it was a party you know so I, I felt but I didn't know it was going to be that big okay so you know that I cannot leave this interview or leave your house without asking you about German juice <laughs> so let's talk about German juice what was, the, what, what was the creative process for German? She had another single she was going to put out that never never came out. You know, since I always come up with words, she just create words. I'm like, what is, what's the meaning of this thing? Just, she said, yeah, I was looking for a meaning for you. Know, so she came up with the word, the German juice from I'm taking. So I produced a beat and my, in my mind, I was like, this, this is going to be dope. German juice was a song I knew that it was going to be before recording, you know. So I just told her. I think we need something different. I'll just feel like one Dr. Dre or something like, and I played it. As soon as I played it, it was like, ah, German juice. And, and that was, that was just it, you know, um, just 30 minutes. That was, that was like the easiest song to record, German juice. And just 30 minutes, you know, we were done with it. And Jude was finally a song called German juice. <laughs> Thankfully, I have the privilege of watching your exclusive <laughs> oh, yeah. of your newest single with um, Cynthia and Scott Mosa. Talk about um, how that came about. Yeah, um, one of the songs we um, that we had in our archive. 
So I just told her I want to put the song out. We have a lot, a lot of other songs because that's the typical thing and producers do. This is the first time I'm putting out a song that I'm not, I'm not um, singing on it. Just Cynthia and all that. So I just decided uh, it's time to put my face out there. You know, like a lot of people know Tony Ross with the name, but they don't, they don't know me facially. Are you releasing an EP? I have um, an EP recorded already, an album actually. Progress, yeah. But I'm still because the the industry is tricky, you know. I, I was thinking to thinking to bring out the singing part later, so I, I should just put out more production works, you know. But then again, I'm thinking, man. I don't know. I might just wake up tomorrow and just put out the EP. And the EP, is, this, is it going to strictly feature Cynthia Strictly or other artists as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, Other artists, other, I, I'm not crazy about featuring big names. I'm just featuring a lot of talented people. I have one with Orezi. Just some dope music though. A lot of producers in the music industry are becoming more aware of the importance of split sheet and all these different things from a publishing perspective. But like we're talking about, you were saying that, you know, the laws we have in Nigeria and just the way the industry sets up, it's very challenging for a producer to say that, oh, I want to enforce, you know, using a split sheet or I want to enforce, you know, you pay me for writing a song. So how do you navigate that? To be honest, I'm still trying to figure it out every day. But what I do, I'm, I'm really not... um open commercially you know like for people to just come and produce so i'm just taking my time and studying and you know that's why that's why i don't work with most of these big names because they always want to take advantage of you they like bring the beats they don't they don't tell you okay bring the beat um take this or whatever you know and when you bring up bring up such stuff it comes bad energy and all that so i just rather you know most of them have reached out to me but i know they they all want free beats and you know i keep on saying like how's the industry going to grow if everybody wants to get just free beats and again see, i'm not saying that like you said someone like cynthia you believed in her vision that's different because you know cynthia understands you like eventually when she you know got signed and all these different things right but i'm saying that for people that have already quote unquote become somewhat established what is wrong with you in paying for the services of someone who's i, I just don't get that it happens all your favorite producer they are not getting paid they are not the thing is the thing is um Artists, they don't, they really don't get paid. They, they get paid from Dash, from being a celebrity most times, not from the music sales. But then again, the music is the one that makes you popular. The music is the soundtrack to your so-called career, you know. So the producer should not be left out. But I think what, what happens is, um, like comedians, imagine DJs and comedians are making more money than producers. They are richer, they are buying houses. Show me a producer that bought a house of production. There are some. I can't think, nah. I can't think of any of them. But DJs are making, DJs are buying houses. So why, um, because, you know, I interviewed a couple of producers and they talk about the importance of an association. Now, if you have an association of producers and we say, I'm not a producer, I'm just saying yeah. if I was a producer, and you say, okay, let's all ensure that we're enforcing split sheets, we're enforcing, obviously, because music, like I said, music publishing, we need the law to get up to date because that, that law thing is the most important part. But now let's just say, we we know we know the law is shitty but we know that we can try our best as producers to in some way say that if this person doesn't give us royalties from like you said either mtn or cloud nine or whatever it is itunes then we don't work with that person why is it that you know we have more defectors and people are trying to say like, let's do this all together as a as a community if that makes any sense we need that the djs have that you understand they, they all have that but producers don't I don't know. It's a creative thing. Artists, they don't have that too. Everybody's trying to... I think it's a creative thing. I don't know. It's always a competition. That's that's what's killing us, you know? 
I'm I'm cool with a lot of producers, but when it comes to let's let's make this thing, you know, nobody everybody's solo. It's crazy though. I don't know. I don't know how to. One person can't fix it though, you know. But I think producers hearing this, I mean, we we need to just come together and really get this money. And most times we don't just produce. We write a lot of time. We give them the, the melody, the hooks, and everything. But they take the glory and everything. Because for me, the the issues are the fact that. It should never be an artist relying on a, I mean, a producer relying on an artist to blow. And then even if that's the case, it is important that producers are able to get royalties from songs 20 years from now. This is something I came to realize that that's, I'm not, I'm chilling. Producers should not be wanting to blow. Like Dark Child. If I say Dark Child, people don't know. If Dark Child comes in, nobody, they don't know him facially. Mm-hmm, but they know his work. His works are great and his back accounts. You understand? That's how producers should be. But producers want to be famous that's that's where they mess everything up which producers say no don't follow me on twitter don't give me a shout out on twitter don't post my picture on my birthday let's do business when i um, spoke to ty mix he was saying that forget the fame focus on the work the fame will come like me i'm, I'm chilling I, if i'll be popular i'll be popular definitely but i mean just imagine if i've been in all cynthia's videos saying producer and and they were like ah because there's no financial backup to back up that fame that's the thing. But is it fair to say that maybe the the reason why they want to be famous is the fact that, like you said, money isn't coming from production. So maybe they feel like that is one way for them to exploit their branding as well. Yeah, but fame without money. Hmm. Do you work with lawyers? I just now that they're doing that. It's so important. Yeah, it is. For real. For real. You know, like creative people, we don't care. It's, it's not just Nigeria. This producer thing, it's not just Nigeria. It's all over the world, but few pro- producers have figured it out. They have the right team. Yeah, management and lawyers and all that, you know. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear that because it's really, really important. And I don't know how that's going to change, whereby we have the laws um, updated or just even changed for, from the publishing perspective. Because the publishing is the bread and butter of the industry. Not just, you know, recording. Anywho, well, enough of the sub story. Let's go on to your favorite music producers. There's a lot of them. Can you name a couple? From Timberland to Swiss Beats to Kanye West. Kanye West really changed my life. How so? Kanye changed my life, like, for that um, college dropout album. At that time, I was I was still trying to think about what would I do with my life. Like, I wasn't sure. You know, but when I listened to Kanye West, I, I decided I was going to do music for the rest of my life. I decided, yeah. Every, every dope producer, to be honest, in Nigeria here, first people, OJB. Joe Kenny, um, Idi Kabasa, you know, like those are legends. Those are like for real. I I, I only had the chance to meet um, OJB once. Rest in peace. That's like a few weeks before he died. Yeah, that's 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 the Baba himself for real. Like he inspired me a lot. But now, Saz is killing it. I like Saz. Um, I like um a lot of all of my colleagues, a lot of guys too. What advice would you give to a music producer who wants to break into the music industry or make a name for him? Or herself. And before you go into that question, um, I was going to ask you, why do we have a lot more male music producers than female music producers? Because I can count. I, I haven't. I'm yet to interview one female music producer. I know. I know a few. I mean, you may not have the answer to that, but could you just talk about that? Yeah. Um, the studio is not. It's not a friendly environment. For who? Well, female people see the um, oh, as a producer, the title, but the work. Stay in the studio for 10 hours straight. So what, what's wrong with... This is not a female thing. She wants to check her phone. She wants to go ice cream. This guy said ice cream. <laughs> but we're there, like, with hunger and everything. But isn't... it's not, I feel like that's not... It should not be about whether ice cream... Because I feel like guys like ice cream too. But like you said, I think it's... <laughs> I think it's more about, like about the hunger. It's, it's about you wanting this, right? Yeah. You want yeah. it. You're going to go all out for it, right? Of course. But but you, you might want the, the cool part of it. 
the the work, you know. That that's 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 another thing. I slept in the studio for for months on the floor. You understand? And happy to do that. Not taking your bath for three days. So for females that want to do that, hmm, yeah. some girls of this generation rather just hang out with your boyfriend than actually be in the studio where you don't, you are not sure it's gonna pay. You're not sure. You know, you can't because you can't even see. I, when I started producing, I didn't see myself even producing for a city market that become, you know, at least for the little fame I have, you know. So you you're not seeing anything. You're just walking. But these days, I think so. More, more girls are, and you know, and and trust me, when when ladies come into production, they are going to kill it. That's what I'm like. Say ice cream. They are going to kill it for real. So someone should say, Tony, how can I? How can you become a mentor to me? How how can that person go ahead about go about reaching you? I don't consider myself a mentor. I'll just tell. I'll just tell um whoever you are, just just walk. You just have to walk your ass off. Listen to a lot of music. Go back, listen to a lot of music. There are a few songs you can tell me about now that I don't know. You understand? Even these days, I've even reduced listening to more music, but I listen to a lot of music. So you have to love it because there's a lot of discouragement and the love is what, you know, that's why I'm still here. All right. Well, thank you for that. Now let's move on to the fun random questions. Now, the first question is, what is the first thing that you do when you get home from a trip? <laughs> I just lay down. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not really a typical person. It depends on what's happening around me then. Now, what is the best part of being a part of your family? We actually love each other genuinely, and um, my mom is too caring. I, I don't like whenever I'm walking, like if I'm walking, as soon as I see her call, like she was trying to call me just now. As soon as I see her call, I'm like, I still shake, like, wow, my mom is calling me, you know, that kind of thing. Now, what are some of the first things that you do in the morning? I wake up, I check my WhatsApp message. Why WhatsApp? Because, well, this year I, I plan to start planning my days. Because I don't plan. Because my WhatsApp message can tell me what I'm doing today. I just scroll through and I may not even reply. I just check. Okay. Oh, I'm supposed to send this guy this beat. Oh, I'm supposed to do this. I go, I'm going to do it. I drink water when I wake up. All right, two more questions and then we're done. Um, If you could learn one random skill, what would you learn? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, take it forever too. <laughs> there are plenty or something. <laughs> I, if I say um how to fly a plane, that would be a good thing, but I'm scared of heights. But if you weren't scared of heights. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. I have to be very um smooth with women. Oh, <laughs> you know there are books on that, right? Yeah, but sometimes um that comes from a place. You know, sometimes you may have all this and see the woman and just everything just goes blank. Of course, that happens now. You know, it happens. But as a woman, can I just say? I feel like you have to just be confident in who you are and then be funny. Be able to laugh at yourself. Not people who are too serious. I don't like people that are too serious. You want to learn that. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, it means I want to learn how to be smooth with boys. <laughs> or men, rather. No, it's easy for girls. You don't have to smile. Yeah, it's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Especially for someone like me. I have a resting bitch face. <laughs> So, you know, okay, all right. Final question is, what is the best decision that you've ever made so far? Being true to myself and not being moved by money or trying to be a yao boy or trying to try this tomorrow, you know. I think just being my, knowing that this is me, this is who I am. I may not be everything that people expect me to be, but I wake up every morning and I'm still me and I'm happy about that. The SNC podcast is produced by Fola Shade Anozie and Tommy Wafaomi. To ensure that you do not miss out on subsequent episodes, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that's T-H-E-S-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We are also active on Twitter and Instagram at the same name. Alternatively, I am on Twitter 
at Shade Nonconform. Till next week, cheers. <laughs>